What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Saley with The Scale-Up Show. I'm going to go into something that's uh, a unique topic. You might or might not have ever heard of it before, but this is how, how startups are getting killed by guess what it is? Not running out of cash, but having too much cash. Check it out in this episode. How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. What is up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley here with The Scale-Up Show. Happy to go through this with you today. I am going to cover how overfunding can kill your startup. And I was reading an article by Hamid Ganji. I hope I'm not butchering your name, sir. Uh, and, and basically, he's a writer for Entrepreneur Magazine. And one of the things I came across was a piece that he wrote about overfunding. And it really kind of hit me over the head with like a, I don't know, like a mallet, right? Like a, one of those mallets you play, you know, a little, little croquet, a little croquette with, right? And so what I've, what I've been seeing is there's been record amounts of funding. There's so much cash out there. And who would think having too much cash could actually kill your business? And so one of the things that that was identified is that it's way easier to raise funds. There's platforms for raising funds available. And what happens is when, when the funding is met, some of the, the startups return to normal and they, they just start operating. However, others just keep keep grabbing cash. They keep raising more and more money. And so what's really interesting is sometimes that could kill more startups than underfunding. And, and the reason why is because, you know, investors, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but the whole vitamins and painkillers concept where vitamins are more like nice to have, and then painkillers are more like a social media app, like a Twitter or Facebook, or Instagram or Snapchat, something that people have to keep coming back to. And, and so it's consumed constantly, constantly. Another one I would say is like Roblox. I don't know if you've heard of Roblox. It's like this whole universe. Kids love it. I think average user time is like two and a half hours. It's, it's basically like a open, almost an open source video game, but they have like concerts and live events from, uh, you know, I think there was, um, I'm trying to think, Travis Scott had had some concert on there virtually. My son showed it. It was pretty cool, actually. But anyways, I don't want to get, I don't want to get uh, off topic. And so here's, here's how it could, how it could really, really fail a startup or cause a startup to fail. There's three key areas. Okay. And, and the number one is founders then take their eye off the ball between expenses and revenue. And so what happens is they start burning through money really fast. And, you know, it can accelerate development and expand its speed, which is great. But if the expenses are, are going just as fast, that's, that's a really bad sign. And so what happens is you get a negative cash flow and you can't keep up with it. And so what happens is, when founders go down that path and they're so worried about growing, they keep throwing money, throw money, throw money into the business, right? At a negative operating cash flow. And then what happens is they decide to, to offset it, to make up for it. They either fire employees or they sell part of the company's assets. And, and so it's, it's basically a, a subtle ploy to get out of a death trap, right? And then the second option is you find investors who really, really trust you and then inject more money. And so what happens is you lose a ton of equity because you lose your bargaining power and you need to do that just to stay alive. So that's number one, okay? The number two is a danger of adding too many investors. And you have a seductive idea. It looks great. 
investors love the concept, but what will happen is, you know, they'll, they'll give you money to contribute to their business. And what happens is if, if they accept too many investors and the big reason why is because you have to manage all of them. Think about it. If you're the CEO or you're the founder and you have to manage all those investors constantly, there's a, there's a lot that takes away from the business on that. And I, you know, I, I've talked to actually on, on my show, this show you're listening to, I've talked to three founders that bootstrapped to 10 million and got funding after that, or looking at funding from there. And one of them told me that it's like an 18 month cycle to get funding. If you're trying to acquire it in terms of all the meetings, the LOIs, all those kind of details. So I'm just sharing this with you because, you know, I've, I've talked to founders that I work with. And one of the things that comes up is it becomes almost like an obsession to get funding. And if you look at it, it could be, you know, one of those things that actually ends up sinking your company. And, and so, you know, think about it. Like a great example is like Steve Jobs. You know, remember when he was fired for Apple before he came back? And that was because, you know, they, they had excessive amounts of equity out there. And they lost their bargaining power because they had very, very little piece of their business left. Okay. And so how to overcome that is really, really know what the boundaries and lines are that you want to, that, that are like non-negotiable when it comes to that. So you just keep on taking more money and more money and more money. And then you end up sinking the ship. Okay. Last but not least, and I didn't really think of this one, but I, I, I think I made, Ganji did a great job of calling this out, but he identifies that there's a last chance of innovation and risk-taking. And so think about it this way, which you think more money would fuel innovation. However, it can inspire more of the same, the trap of the familiar, right? And, and so in doing that, if you think about it, if you have tons of cash, you don't really need to, to, to reevaluate. You could take it for granted. You don't really need to evaluate how you're doing things continuously. And so what happens is, and, and I, this has happened to me, and I've seen it happen with other founders, when they're massively resource constrained, you have to reframe the problem and not think incrementally, but exponentially. And so in doing that, that could create massive breakthroughs where you, you stumble across something where you put a penny in and you get a dollar out, right? Whereas you might put two pennies in or $2 in and you get a dollar out. So uh, just... Or even a dollar in a dollar out, right? People will settle for that. But I've seen highly, highly creative folks where they'll do that and they'll get, you know, if we're talking about customer acquisition costs or return on ad spend, they'll get like 22 return on ad spend or 20, 22 to 1, 27 to 1, which is ridiculous. But you have to be highly resourceful and creative to make that happen. So just something I wanted to walk through with you really quick to educate you on what the potential downfalls are to break the trance of obsession with thinking that you need massive cash flow from outside investors to make that happen. Whereas if you just execute at a really high level, you could scale up really fast getting big deals. And that's one of the things that I'm passionate about helping any entrepreneur with bootstrapped founders or even founders that did take investments, right? But primarily, it could be a really, really good opportunity to avoid that path and not fall into the three traps that I mentioned, they could potentially sink your ship. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you liked it, please rate and review it. Share it on social. 
like I said, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a little shout out on the show. I'm, I might start doing a little member of the week. I don't know yet. I got to figure it out. It'll be fun though. But I appreciate you. I enjoy and love and appreciate that you are listening to me, having me in your ear. Same thing. Other side of it, shoot me a note. If you want to hear a certain speaker, you want to hear somebody on this show, shoot me a note. We'll get that person on. We'll make it happen. I'm pretty resourceful and scrappy. So anyways, have a great night or day wherever you're at. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you for checking out the Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.